Turn with me to John chapter 14. And just so we may remind ourselves, especially because of the visitors that we have this morning at Southside Bible Fellowship, we believe that since the Bible is God's word, and that everyone that believes in Jesus is a child of God, then we believe, let's say it together, the Bible is God's word for us. Father, we thank you again this morning. We exalt your name. We pray that your Holy Spirit who enables us to understand your word may give us understanding this morning that we may apply it in our own lives and that, Lord, you may accomplish through it what you intend to accomplish in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So Jesus is still in the upper room. He's taking his time with the disciples. He is preparing them for the life that awaits them. He has talked about the betrayer, Judas, who left the room, left the fellowship. He's also talked about Peter, who is going to deny him. And so the disciples are troubled. They are sorrowful. There is a, an emotional boiling within them. And Jesus can see it. He notices it. He can see the hopelessness and the helplessness. Because all this time he's been talking about his death. But then he comes to John 14, and Jesus decides to address their distress. And this is what he says in John 14, do not let your hearts be troubled. In other words, I have told you all these things that are going to happen. I have told you that one of you is going to betray me. I have said that, Peter, you are going to deny me. And that I'm going to be crucified and, to be crucified and I will die on the cross. But don't let your hearts be troubled. See, when someone says that to you, you want to know why or how. How can I not be troubled? How can you not be troubled when you are losing a loved one? 
How can you not be anxious? In the face of death. Because death, and we don't like talking about death. No one likes death. Because death brings separation. The disciples know that if Jesus is going to die, then he is going to be separated from us. Death separates our loved ones from us. And that idea of separation brings loneliness. It raises questions. It brings anxiety. And yet Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. And I'm thinking we live in a world that is filled with anxiety. There is so much to be anxious for. Rising crime rates, intolerance, <laughs> there is war. I mean, you think of what is happening, what has been happening to Ukraine, and what are the Christians in Ukraine thinking about? How, how are they looking at this as Christians? When they see their loved ones dying and, and, and being separated from their families and their kids and their country being destroyed, what is their view of God? What will it take for you to tell a Ukrainian, do not let your heart be troubled? Let's just come home here. The, political intolerance, the the price of gas. When I don't know whether it's everyone or it's just me. But every time I'm filling my car, I feel it. It seems like those numbers are running faster than they should. And yet Jesus says, do not let your heart be troubled. Most of you know that my son had a surgery, and he is home now. And yesterday was the worst day. We don't know why. He had seizure. And uh, throughout the night, he was crying, and we really didn't sleep. So actually, if I fall asleep here, <laughs> just know that. But we, we didn't sleep. We prayed. 
We waited. I was up at four just to read the scripture again. And I see Jesus telling me the same thing. Do not let your heart be troubled. And the question that I'm asking is the same question that most of us will be asking. How can I do it? How can I stop worrying about what is happening to my country? How can I stop worrying about what's happening to my family, what's happening to my marriage, what's happening to my relationships, what's happening to my health? How can I stop it? How can I stop being anxious? The answer is really simple from this scripture. And it's very clear. Jesus says, you believe in God, believe also in me. The answer, our answer, is Jesus Christ. Jesus does not only have the answers to the questions that we ask. He is the answer to every question that we ask. And he's telling the disciples here, you know about God. You believe in him. Believe also in me. Let your faith in God point you to me. And since our our answer is Jesus Christ, then we must do what he says here. And he's simply telling the disciples, you must keep on believing. You believe in God, believe also in me. You must keep on believing and he gives them reasons to believe. He tells them, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? Keep on believing that there is an eternal home for you. That in the Father's house, there is a place for you. Jesus is not in the business of building houses here. He's not saying that I'm in this business of, 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 of renovating houses. He's saying that in heaven, as long as you have a relationship with him, you have a place. 
And so he's telling his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled because everything that is happening here on this world, the good things and the bad things, the good things that you enjoy, the nice houses and the nice cars that you drive and everything else you enjoy and the bad things that you don't like, those things that you wish you could run away from, let them not trouble you because you have a place in my Father's house. He is telling them to focus on heaven. As they live this life here, they should be focusing on heaven. They should be focusing on the Lord. And as long as they focus on the Lord, they will be in peace. Things will still happen. They may shed tears at times. But as long as they focus on the Lord, he will give them peace. He will give them joy. And therefore, Jesus can say confidently, do not let your hearts be troubled. There is a place for you, and there is a place for you because it is Jesus himself who prepares it. You know, some of us here, we really don't like the houses that we live in. If it were in our power, we would have changed. Some of us are where we are because we cannot go anywhere else. We are constrained. Some of us, we like our houses so much. Jesus is saying, there is a better place for you. There is a better place that you can look forward to. And when you find yourself focusing on what the Lord is preparing for you, you will find the reason to endure what you are going through. Do not let your hearts be troubled because you have a place in heaven. And if I go and prepare a place for you, he says, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way and the place where I'm going, you know. So again, Jesus is, is comforting, he's encouraging the disciples here. Remember, he had told them that where I go, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow me later. 
And now he's telling them where I'm going. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And then I will come for you. He's assuring them there is a place and I will take you there. You cannot get there on your own, in other words. So while we may be asking ourselves, okay, like the disciples probably they were asking, okay, you are going to prepare a place. How will we get there? Jesus is saying, when I am done, I will come for you. This is a very encouraging passage for us. Because it helps us see the heart of God who understands our pain, who understands our troubles, and who provides comfort for us. This is what encourages us when we when a Christian dies. Because we know they have a place. To tell you the truth, I am not so interested in knowing how the place looks like. Just knowing that there is a place for me is enough. Knowing that in that place I will not need the light because Jesus will be the light is enough for me. All I want when I get there is to be shown my place. And I'm looking forward to that place. And so when I think of the challenges that we are facing as a family, when I see the pain that my son is going through, the sleepless nights that we are enduring, I come to God's word and I am encouraged. I am encouraged because I know this world is not my final destination. That what I am going through right now is temporary. There is a permanent place that the Lord has prepared for me and he will take me there. This is what Jesus says. He says in verse 5 when Thomas asked, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And if you really know me, then you know the Father. From now on, you have seen him and you know him. Jesus is very, very exclusive here. He says, I am the way. If he is the way, then without him, we are lost. He is exclusive. Because he is saying, 
There is no other way. He is saying that you cannot get to the Father in any other way apart from me. If he is the way, then without him we are lost. He also says that he's the truth. If he is the truth, then without him we are living a lie. And if he is the life, then without him we have no life. The comforting truth here is that if we are united with Christ here on earth, we will be united with him in heaven. And therefore I can say, as believers, we can thrive in this world, in this anxious world, by putting our trust in the Lord. We thrive by putting our trust in the Lord. When you see it that way, you will realize that every challenge that you face in this life is a test. It's a test. And have you sat in an exam room and you look at the test and then you wonder whether you attended the class? You read the first question and you say, I'll come back to it. And then you go to the second one and you say, I will come back to it. And finally you are (laughs) the last question And you still feel like, I will come back to it. Some of the tests that we face are very painful, difficult. Tests that bring tears to our eyes. But when you you realize that this God, this God loves us so much that he prepares a place for us. And he has promised to take us there. When you realize that because of the relationship you have with Jesus Christ, you are on the right way. You are on the right path. You have life and you are following and believing the truth. You will also realize that you have the answers to the tests that you face. Because God allows us to experience those tests, but at the same time, 
there are tests that we can pass. We can pass because it is a test that is given with an open book. The answers are in the book. The answers are always in the book. And that's why Jesus is saying to his disciples, you believe in God, believe also in me. Because everything you are going to face is going to challenge your faith. And therefore, you must keep on trusting. The answers are always in the book. You look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, we are told, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And listen to this. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The answers are always in the book. In Matthew 6, 34, Jesus said, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble for its own. The answers are in the book. In Psalm 56, verse 3, David says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Jesus knows that the disciples, even though they are going through this period of troubling and anxiousness and fear, he knows that they still can find answers. And he is pointing them to himself because the disciples didn't have a Bible like you and me. And so he's pointing back to himself. He's telling them, you believe in God, believe also in me. If you are here and you are troubled... From this passage, I have the confidence to tell you, do not let your heart to be troubled. Put your trust in the Lord. Put your trust in the Lord and he has a way of giving you the peace that you need. He has a way of strengthening you. He has a way of guiding you. He has a way of enabling you realize that he is right there with you and that you are not going through your experience alone. Trust in the Lord. You know, Christians, we have the remedy. My time is up. That's a smart idea. (laughs) I'm just going to tell him 
by not telling him. <laughs> we have the remedy for troubled hearts. And this is an encouragement for us, just as it was for the disciples, but it is also an encouragement that we can use on someone else. For those of us that look at life and all that is happening to us and we are troubled, Jesus is telling us this morning, do not let your heart be troubled. Put your trust in the Lord. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, how long do you intend to live that way? How long do you intend to live without Jesus Christ, without his life, his truth? How long do you intend to live a lie? He loves you. And he has provided a way for you to be saved. Then you will also find a reason to enjoy his peace. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I encourage you to consider having that relationship. And if you need help, feel free to ask and we will help you. Lord, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. I thank you for your promises and the comfort that you bring to us. How I pray, Father, that you may apply this message to our lives individually, the way you know us, Lord, and in a way that we can make sense out of it. And for that one person who does not know you, I pray that you may reach out to them as well. But above all, I pray that you may be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen.